In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Well, how do we make the world a better place? Well, today let's try one giggle and one girlfriend at a time. What do you think? I like that tip. And there is no girlfriend that I would rather giggle with than you. And she's giving me a hug across the way. I mean, you never get those. That's pretty cool. But just this one day. Just this one day. Oh, that was short-lived. Details, details. Welcome to Girlfriend It, where we want to rally you to do the remarkable. This is Patty and Lisa, and today we are talking with a couple of remarkable women, um, that being Lisa and Patty. <laughs> <laughs> now, we have Carrie Pomerelli on, and Carrie Pomerelli is well-known amongst the Christian powerhouses. She is a spiritual warrior in Hollywood and entertainment veteran. She has performed at the same stage as the biggest names in comedy, and it's been seen on the small screen many times, including The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, Comedy Central, ABC Family, Lifetime Embassy, and it just goes on and Embassy? on and on. You mean NBC? NBC. It sounds like she went political on us in, in, in D.C. But the most important credential, I think, for her is that she's our girlfriend. She is a fabulous girlfriend of ours, and we are so excited to have her on the show, mainly because she makes us laugh, and that is our core value. So welcome, Carrie Pomerelli. Good morning, Salma and Louise. Good morning. <laughs> Does that mean we have you to go off the so, You guys are so coffeeed up. It is unbelievable. You guys are way too perky for me right now. Okay, I have to tell you what my coffee experience is. Um, what? I have this white, like, chocolate mocha, but then oh. I have these little pumpkin marshmallows that you put on top. Oh, fancy. You wouldn't think that white chocolate and pumpkin go well together? I don't know what but it they is. Do. Pumpkin goes with anything in the fall. Yeah, I mean, but it's sugar, it's sugar, and sugar. And when is that bad? Oh, uh, that's true. That's because my... No, but the thing is, when you put marshmallows, do you do what I do? I jog in place because I think I'm burning the calories for the 47 marshmallows that I just put in my hot chocolate. I just keep moving my arm with my coffee cup, and that's, you know, those are my bicep workouts. <laughs> and i got to tell you, Carrie, she had them yesterday, and these little marshmallows are like, they're cut out, and they're a little flatter. They don't look like typical marshmallows. Well, they were... Uh-huh coffee yesterday, and I saw them, and I never know with Patty, because she's like, she's right. like a connoisseur of coffee, and I never know what's going to be hey, in it. Hey, 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 hey. Right. And I kind of thought it was like something had curdled in there, because I didn't know what it oh, was. Oh, that's funny. Today, I found out it was marshmallows, so I feel little... Were you a good... You thought it was curdled? You didn't even say anything? Were you a good enough girlfriend to be like, listen, honey, you need to go buy some more milk, or what? No, because Patty, Patty has had um, food poisoning only seven times, she told me. She has no no problem putting strange things 
Um, so you her, don't even care. You're just like, all right, Patty, suck it up. Bother her. So, like, okay, it wouldn't it wouldn't phase her. And so, yeah, no, only seven times, um, you know, food poisoning. So, uh, just so you guys know, I'm here. I'm sitting here. Okay. <laughs> Patty, I'm defending you. I think Lisa should be a better friend. If there's mold in your milk, I would tell you. <laughs> oh, you would not if you had to live I, with I like, like you enough. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, this is disgusting. Taste it. You know what I mean? Like, I like you more than that. I always wonder why friends do that to me. Like, this milk is so bad. Taste it. <laughs> it's really good when you have kids, though, because they, they fall for it every time. Okay. <laughs> well, I potty trained my daughter with marshmallows. Every time she went pee-pee, I'd give her three marshmallows. <laughs> well, I knew that I had a problem when she was two years old, and she took water from the faucet and put it in her porta potty and poured it in there and went, look, Mommy, I go pee-pee. <laughs> Like, that was the beginning of the end when I knew that I had the furniture for good, not evil. Like, I was like, you know what? We're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Anything for sugar. Anything. Anything. Well, yeah, now it's bribery, which is fun. And marshmallows are great because, like, you know, normally I would eat, like, 50, but I told Lucy, I'm like, you can have three marshmallows. <laughs> and she doesn't realize that mommy's eating, like, 47. <laughs> Okay, speaking of 47 marshmallows, if you take yes, the marshmallows, I know you've done this before, Carrie. You take them yes. and you put a plate in the microwave and you just blow them up and they are so yummy. Of no, but you know what I discovered? I discovered if you put them in pancakes, they're pretty darn yummy. Oh. Pancakes with was- chocolate chips and marshmallows. It requires a lot of cardio after you eat them. Because you feel kind of guilty, but they are delicious, people. It's my special recipe that I just discovered. That's like a so rocky. funny that we have this theme going today with marshmallows. Yeah, Rocky Road pancakes almost by the time you. Oh, just- yeah. oh I like that. I think, I think, yeah. You can post that on your website, Carrie's Special Recipe. You know, yeah. we might have to do that. This, this is a That's very- as close to cooking as I'm ever going to get, girls. So, yeah. <laughs> no, if like, you add rice. Moment. Just put the marshmallows in a bowl, add butter and Rice Krispies, and you have Rice Krispie treats for breakfast. That's yeah, but easier than pancakes. That, that requires baking, so that's probably beyond me. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, Carrie, we are going to have you give us great tips on just how to laugh through life. And um, Mr. Lord, me laugh tips? Do you think I know anything? <laughs> well, you know, you just came out with us and did um, our Girlfriends Regenerate Conference at Central Christian Church here in, in Arizona. And we had, like, we invited, like, 800 of our closest girlfriends to have a big <laughs> giant slumber party. And we you went to the house. You totally uh-huh. And um, we are all still talking about you behind your back. And, um, Which I love because I so need that kind of validation. Like, I need to know that I'm validated when I spent time with you because it was such a, it was jammed. I mean, it was like, Natalie, I don't know if your fans who weren't there, like, you guys had Natalie Grant, and I mean, it was like a jam-packed weekend of just, wow, powerhouse stuff. It was awesome. It was at least, at least people were talking about, I'm so sorry, I had a little, I had a little baby crisis Saturday, so I had to catch an early flight home, but um, I heard that the uh, ministry time at the end of the weekend was quite powerful. I'm not I'm not just saying that because you're hosting a radio show and I'm kissing up to you. Like, I really heard it was really good. Well, we had an incredible worship time. It was truly, it was amazing. Our worship team was, was truly amazing. So it was, it was like one of those... Um, where you were, you laughed on an on an adrenaline rush from just yeah oh yeah oh yeah 
I mean, everybody, it was such a team effort, and there were so many people that just showed up and did their thing, and then God showed off, you know? So it was really... It was really fun to be with all the girlfriends, and you, we keep hearing the stories, and it is powerful when women get together, and they, um, and they can laugh, and that's why we love you so much, because you, you truly do give women permission to laugh, and I got to tell you, we are also talking about, you can do a mean high kick with your legs, and if people oh, haven't seen you. it, they go to your Facebook page, but they you're also <laughs> you can do that kick, I, I must Two say. Two babies later, Lisa. Two babies later. <laughs> Well, and that you could still walk after you did that, but you just kept you well, walking, and then all of a sudden you would just throw in this kick, like it was, like we would just wave our hand, and it was like, wow, wow. Yeah, but you know what was great? Well, the best part of the weekend for me was the disco party. You know, girls, if you're listening out there, you want to come to a girlfriend's event because you know what? All of us know that our dance moves are like ten years out of date, right? And we can't go out public to dance because then the bartender is going to be like, ma'am, can you please put the boa away? But you gave me freedom to use my boa and use my out-of-date dance moves, and no one was judging me because they were all out-of-date, too. You know what I mean? Like, we were all, like, rocking the margarita and, like, the robot and, like, all these awesome 80s dance moves and 90s. And everybody, it was like a little time capsule, which I thought was so cool, where I felt like, man, I am one of the popular kids tonight. I'm, I'm rocking the dance floor. <laughs> okay, Carrie, I have to tell you, we talk all the time about um, leadership and just how, how do you do ministry and lead well yeah. and influence your, your group. And one of the things that the feedback we had on you, besides the fact that you are hysterically funny and how you you get everyone laughing and then you pour in this incredible um, significant yeah the significant information uh, you know and you just shine Jesus. But one of the the ways that you were really shining Jesus is talking about that disco is you were just going around and you were working the you were working the disco party. And you were going up to people that were, you know, sitting by themselves or just, you know, kind of further away. Aww. And that was the feedback that we had that people were so impressed that you were just sitting there with women. And so many times when we do conferences, you have a speaker that comes in and they will hide out in their hotel room. You know, it's like room service. You know what? I think, um, I think for me, I, and this is serious, like it goes back to the fact that I had some experiences like I talk about in the eighth grade lunchroom where I didn't feel, I still remember those moments of having my little tray and like the mean girls being like, there's no room for you, you know. And so I have this thing that I, I think ever since then, because there were girls, Susie Robinson, my best friend to this day, was like, you can sit with me. I always want every woman to feel like she has a special place. And when that's a party, you feel intimidated. Like, you can feel like, oh, no, I I don't know people. I'm not comfortable. And so whether it was an 80-year-old or, like, you know, there was two women um, that I was ministering to that, uh, you know, came together, whatever, I'm like, I just want them to feel like they are accepted and that there's a place for them. And obviously you guys did a good job. But I think it's just ingrained in me that I will always be friends with the new kids, you know, because I was that girl. Well, and you know, that's what that is what is so cool because I think as women, um, so many times it we when we get a group of women together, <clears throat> sometimes it can become very a hostile environment, and we don't or it can even be realize intimidating. That. Well, and because women, we we we're eyeing each other up and down, and we don't even realize it, you know, and and you feel yeah. like your looks, and you do feel like you just stand out in the crowd. 
And I, so I love what you're saying about, you know, because we all can relate. We've all been that girl, and we all know what that feels like. And we only have a few seconds before we go into com- to our break. Um, and let's keep talking about this because the dynamics of women, is it's very powerful. And that's why we love the laughter part because laughing totally tears down the walls, and, and it gives women permission think, to go, oh, I can be me. Don't you think that we should all get together and we should say we're going to stop waxing our eyebrows, we're going to stop wearing pantyhose, and we're going to stop wearing high heels? Like, because we only do that for other women. There's never a man on this planet that's straight that's like, I love your eyebrows. The waxing is amazing. <laughs> we have to stop torturing ourselves for other women. That's why Saturday morning I'm like, I'm not wearing the high heels. I can barely walk from the three-inch heels I wore last night. I love you guys in Arizona, but I think we've gotten past the high heels. So if we could have a meeting and outlaw all the painful stuff that men have created for us, I think we'd be fine. Okay, hold on to that thought. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Get ready to live my bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Togginap.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live La Bella Vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, labellavitacosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on Toginet.com. People think I've made it. I'm popular. I seem happy all the time. I have great clothes, and I'm involved in everything. But I have questions, doubts, and fears, just like every other teenager. That's why I'm glad for Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. Join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 Central, on Toginet.com. The choices we have to make that can alter the course of our lives. Life is too much pressure if we try to go it alone. I tune in to Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell every week to get reminded that I'm not alone. Nicole O'Dell is an expert on what happens in the lives of teenagers. Join her as she deals with topics like peer pressure, purity, drugs, alcohol, and many other things that might come up along the way. She writes books and speaks to people all over the place, but she says her favorite moments are when she can pull up a chair and chat with teens about what's important to us. For more information on Nicole and her books, go to NicoleO'Dell.com. Then join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. 
with Carrie Pomerelli, and she is one of the top Christian powerhouse and comedians that uh, literally has people rolling in laughter worldwide, and she's such an inspiration to us. And Carrie, you're so inspirational, and yet you kind of hit me with the waxing our eyebrows because um, I have never waxed my eyebrows, so I'm feeling a little left out. But you know what I feel like? Because you're a strong woman, and you don't need to succumb to the pressures <laughs> that we have. And you, therefore, can be intimidating and hold that over my head that I've been, because I'm Italian, and I'm blessed with more hair than you, most likely. And that's when, and you know what I hate about getting your eyebrows waxed? Every time I go, there's this, and all my Asian friends, because you know my husband's Asian, they don't, they don't have to wax. So I always go to this little Asian lady, and she always looks at me, and she goes, I do mustache. You're so hairy. You're so hairy. You're so disgusting. You're so gross. Now, that I can I relate like, to. I can relate to the mustache, just not to waxing the eyebrows. But I'm like, listen, I, you don't need to offer it. If I don't ask you, it's because I don't realize it's a problem, okay? <laughs> okay. Not bad. You, you have to go with that. Since your husband's Asian, you have total permission to uh, tell us a little bit about this. I house. can drive any way I want. I can get dry cleaning discos. I am a very submissive Asian wife. I married a sexy Korean man. And uh, my kids are Korean, as you know, Italian, and Native American, which means they will go to any college they want. So I'm very excited about that. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. That is so true. <laughs> okay, so you bring all these cultures. Uh, into yes, I am, aren't I? I'm just a United <laughs> Nation. I'm a Benetton ad for those that remember Benetton clothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I don't. I think you're a little intimidating because you're so culturized, and you know. I am, aren't I? When you look at me, don't don't I just scream Asian Native American like I do? I know. Well, mm-hmm. I'm a breeder. I chose Ron because of his gene pool. <laughs> Okay, so you didn't do it the Angeline way. No, no, I I had my own babies. I didn't just go grab one like Madonna. (laughs) Okay, so how, you know what, when we first heard you speak several years ago, it was pre-baby. Yeah, pre-husband, I think. And and it's so, it is, you know, the motherhood thing um, totally has changed. Even you, you can tell in your performance and in your speaking, it is so. I'm angrier. Don't you think I'm angrier now? I'm a little more jaded, a little tired. <laughs> you're a little, a little more tired, but you're still just as fast. Still do that mean kick, which I, I you're still amazed at. Okay. I, have I do practice. I yeah. do practice. There's somebody out there that wants to put me on a cheerleading squad. So I will always kick in case they discover me. <laughs> hey, can you can you talk a little bit about how motherhood has just affected your life and just even as you relate? Oh, you mean the brain cells that have been sucked out of my brain, literally? Um. I think I wrote a book about pregnancy. I'm hoping that'll be hitting the shelves soon. But um, I just never, I never realized that. Like, in the, I have a baby and I have a three year old, and um, I have to stop calling the baby the good one. But the thing is, I realized that babies are a gift from God, and three year olds are the Lord's way of humbling me. So I think there's a balance. Um, but unfortunately, every baby turns into a three-year-old, and that's that's the challenge that I'm facing because she is giving me a run for my money right now. So do you know that she's, it's worse than two? 
What? Oh, three is, yeah, two is a joke. Two is a walk in the park. I mean, really, you know, and Anita Renfro, who I know you know, she's like, one child is like an accessory. Two child is when it really gets hard, you know. Yeah. And uh, I realize that, and I feel bad because the second one, I'm always forgetting that she's there. You know, I'm always, for them chasing the three-year-old. And then Ruby will be like, Mom, I'm sorry to bother you, but I haven't eaten in two days. And I was like, oh, I know, but you're so good. I forgot, you know. But my my three-year-old is very spirited, and I know that, like, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Like, basically, she um, peed her pants the other day, and my husband was like, what is the problem? Why are you doing that? Why? What happened? And she's like, Daddy, a big rain cloud came, and it hit me in the butt. (laughs) And I called my mother. I called my mother, and I'm like, Mom, like, she's lying. And she's like, Carrie, you told your entire third-grade class that you were dating Corey Feldman long distance from the Goonies. Oh, and I was like, I was like, yeah, mom, but those little Christian kids—they believe everything, you know. <laughs> so um, I think motherhood makes me laugh a lot. It, but I, I really, you know, I used to kind of look at mothers and go, "What's the big deal? Like, come on, like, how hard? Put them in timeout, you know." But I realized as I was laying my head down because bedtime takes an hour, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nine o'clock at night, and I. And I'm so go, 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 and, you know, I'm like, what did I do? What did I even do? I just did bedtime, and that took an hour out of my life. But I'm tired, but I think, you know, I've never laughed so hard in my life. But the thing that shocked me about motherhood is that you laugh so much. I didn't realize how parents laugh behind their kids' backs because they're so ridiculous. So I just have to make sure, because when my daughter sees me crack a smile, she's like, I have beat you. I have conquered you. And, you know what I mean? Like, even when I go to punish her, she, like, tries to make me laugh, and I, 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 I cave, you know. So, um, but, yeah, it's, it's rocked my world in a lot of ways, but I think the most important thing that I have in my family is the gift of laughter. And, Mom, we have to laugh. I mean, seriously, the dishes are going to get done. It's going to happen when they're out of the house. When they're 18, your house is going to be really clean, and you're going to be bored, and you're going to cry, and you're going to go, remember when things were crazy, and I missed that. So I'm, I'm embracing the insanity right now. Well, you know, that is so funny about the just you have to laugh because so many times, and I don't know if it's just the culture now where it's this mom comparison. It's almost like mommy compete or something. Oh, yeah, mommy mafia is what I like to call it. Yes, it is the mommy mafia where I, I listen to, um, you know, some of the moms where they're talking about, well, you know, my son was potty trained oh, at Dear Lord. Um, dear Lord. Yes, you know, my, my son was breastfed till you know, he was six. Oh, yeah, than, and my, my child got into preschool when I was pregnant, and now she's going to go to Harvard, and if your child doesn't get on the preschool list, she's going to be homeless. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think we need to just back away from, you know, you're watching some of the moms. Oh, they're having step these away, girls. Step away. I'm telling you. Yeah. And you really need to find that, that one mommy girlfriend that's just going to support you and encourage you because you need it when you're yeah. around toddlers. But don't you, think, don't you think what you're really saying is you need to find somebody who's as dysfunctional as you are so you don't feel bad? Like that's what you need to find. And a good friend is somebody who's just as messed up as you, and you can have play dates and ignore your kids together, and there's no judgment. <laughs> and if you're one of those OCD moms, you need to find another OCD mom so you can embrace all your messed up tendencies. I think the best advice is find a girlfriend who's like you because then you can go through life together without judgment. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Because I had a girlfriend over. She's pregnant with her third kid, and I was babysitting both, um, you know, her daughter and my daughter. And she's like, how are they? She came to pick them up. I'm like, I don't know. I haven't checked on them in an hour. And she didn't care that I made that statement because she knows she would do the same thing. <laughs> my second date, Lisa, I was at her house, and I totally forgot about picking up my youngest at kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> I have to write it. I have to set an alarm to pick up my kids because I'm like, I will forget. But I really think that that's kind of good advice. I never thought about it before. But I tend to pick friends that are like me. And it's okay that if you meet other mommies and they're not like you and you don't want to be, you know, and and they don't want to be your best friend and blah, blah, blah. And you're, I used to get upset. It was just like eighth grade. I'm not getting invited to the mommy mafia play dates and, you know, they're all because I'm working and these moms are doing park dates and all that stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't even like the park. I don't want to go to the park. I will lose my kid at the park. My child runs. I'm okay. Like, I just had to get okay with it instead of crying every time they went to, you know, whatever uh, mommy art and craft and mommy origami and all that stuff. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I do play dates when I can and my kids are going to be okay. Well, you know what, I love that. And you were um, talking about, you know, finding other mommies that are like you because what is so cool about that is then it really, the communication, all you do is have to look at each other and roll your eyes and you know what each other's saying. It's like, yeah. A hundred percent. And you have to have a girlfriend to go through life. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's so freeing. Um, You know what, it's like, I got to go back though. You said something about, um, you know, the mommy stage and then we, then they grow up and then you have a clean house and you're sad. It's like, I got to tell you as an empty nester, it is pretty cool. Whatever, whatever. That's because you actually, yeah, but Lisa, that's because you actually like your husband. See, that's the thing. (laughs) I do really like my husband, but it, 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 but it is, but it is really kind of fun because you you feel like kids again, and you can kind of do what you want. And I just remember having teenagers, and my daughter was very, very social, and so she couldn't come in the house by herself. She had to have a whole tribe enter the house. And I remember yeah. sometimes at night I would want, I just want to get my jammies on early and just you know create the ambiance, light a candle, have a have a little treat, have a cup of coffee, and then I would be already in that mode. And then here would come the front door open with my daughter and her whole tribe. The tribe, yeah. My moment That's was really fine. Like, honestly, I kind of don't miss those days, and I know that sounds really sad. I mean, I like them. No, at least you're honest. I like having my, you know, my little candle and coffee. And, and, well, and don't you I, – I just have to find a way to make teenagers nap because my child is almost born and she still naps, and the mom's like, what do you mean she still naps? I'm like, she's going to nap her whole life because I live for nap time. Like, I can't exist without – I'm like, I don't care what you do in that room. Don't bother me, okay? So, oh, I do because I live for naps too, and I still, I still treasure a good nap every now and then. Patty thinks naps are a waste of time, and I so that there's where Patty we. Patty and I, Patty and I agree. Uh, Patty and I probably are the same. I don't nap, but they nap. But Patty, doesn't that give you the moment to like work? And because we're probably type A, like run, run, run. Oh, so it just gives me time to do more stuff than I need to do. I would both my um, kids. My older ones, I would give them a box of Jello and put them in the backyard, and they couldn't come in until that box of Jello was done. So you got them on a sugar high. <laughs> <laughs> and I would go, and it should take me an hour to eat that box. What do you mean? Oh, oh, you mean you you let them eat the powder, or you made the Jello? Oh no, no, no! I didn't make anything. Yeah, no, absolutely. no, no, no. <laughs> absolutely, the whole entire box 
of just the powder. They would you go let out. them eat the pow- the shirt. You let them just go for it, and you're just like, e- the- I've never heard of that. <laughs> they yeah, they get the box, they lick their <laughs> finger, they oh stick- my god, and it would keep them going for an hour, really. But they have to deal with them next five hours and like complete crack addicts. <laughs> And their hands were stained for, like, weeks, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, we're well, going to end I on just, that I now. Like... We're going to break and come right back. So stay with okay. us. We laugh our way through the day. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Attention parents and teachers. Here is a series of alarming yet true facts about the current state of teaching reading in the United States. The federal government has spent close to half a trillion dollars to improve reading ability, and yet we still have over 8 million students who cannot read on grade level. 440,000 students who have a total reading vocabulary of 50 words or less, and a national dropout rate of one new student every 26 seconds. Sadly, one of these could be yours. Fortunately, it's not too late to help. Introducing The Reading Show with Dr. Joe. A fast-paced, highly informative, easy-to-listen-to show led by nationally recognized reading authority, Dr. Joe Lakovich. For more on Joe on the show, check out his website, failurefreeonline.com. Listen in this week to learn amazingly simple ways to turn this problem around. The Reading Show with Dr. Joe. With your host, Dr. Joe Lakovich. Fridays at 10 a.m. Central on Tugginet.com. Want to be challenged in a powerful way to leap beyond what you think is possible? Then join us Mondays for the Leah Jensen Show. Every Monday at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Tugginet.com with Leah Jensen. Listen live as life coach Leah uses her coaching skills to give you the tools you need to take action and create momentum. You are encouraged to call in and share your greatest fears, challenges, and obstacles. And then listen as Leah obliterates those barriers to success. For more on Leah and the show, check out her website, leahjansen.com. That's Leah, L-E-A-H-J-A-N-T-Z-E-N.com. Spend one hour with Leah, and you'll be captivated by her energy, enthusiasm, and magnetism. You'll quickly become addicted to her positive attitude and make-it-happen mentality. Ready for a life-changing, mood-altering show? Then get ready for Leah Jansen. And listen live to The Leah Jansen Show every Monday morning at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back to Girlfriended Radio this day, and we are laughing our way through this show, but in a very significant, sophisticated, and silly way. And we are having a blast with our guest, Carrie Pomerelli, who 
is a comedian that you just have to, well, she speaks for herself. She has been, um, you can just listen and hear all the places she has played in the stages. But Carrie, one of the stages you were recently on was at our, like we said, our Girlfriends um, Regenerate Conference. And we did something kind of new, and we weren't sure. It was kind of a risk uh, to take, but we had a man panel where we had five different men, um, I think one was single and, and different different ages, and we had men up there because it was an all-women's conference. There was like 800 women in the audience, and we asked you to host this man oh. panel by letting yes, men just kind of what men think, and you did a fabulous job, oh, and I know you were girl. nervous, but I don't know why. I was. But well, because your 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 husband, first of all, is very revered in your church. And here's the joke, and I told Lisa this, Patty. I don't know if you know this story. So, I mean, I I travel all the time, and I know you guys, but I never connected the dots. And I kept hearing about Super Pastor. Everyone loves Super Pastor, right? And I'm so nervous that he's going to be one of these like intimidating, like come in with his entourage. And I'm like, well, what's he like? And they're like, well, he's Lisa's husband. And I was like, Lisa, Lisa. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, he can't be that bad. Like Lisa's cool. You know? <laughs> so that put me at like that put me at ease. And then when I met him, he was really chill and like. But you know, I, I do these mega churches all over the country, and sometimes, I mean, I've literally seen pastors eating on like, and I kid you not, like a silver platter or everybody's else. So I didn't know what it what the vibe was, but your husband really set the tone because these guys were goofy and crazy and fun. And um, you know, and I love, I love your, I love your husband Lisa because he was so cute. Because you know, if you've got a pastor on a panel with a bunch of other people, and I'm the same way, you've always got a sermon illustration ready for any topic. Yeah. So like, when I would ask a question, he'd be like, and like nobody would answer, and he'd be like, you know what? I have a thought on that. I have a thought. <laughs> I'm ready. I have a three-point PowerPoint presentation. Just let me go, you know. So, but And then the man panel was fun, but we had written two pages of questions. And with women, that could have gone on for four hours. But men give short answers. So I had a 46-minute man panel, and I was out of questions at minute, like, 11. And I remember going, okay, so now we're going off book, and now we're going to talk about stuff that you guys didn't plan on. And I was, like, you know, kind of freaking out, but they were fantastic. Well, you know, it's so funny because you would have never known that you ran out of questions. And you, seriously, you had some great one-liners. You put the guys at ease. And my husband thought you were just fabulous, and all the guys did, too, because we were talking. Aww. They had a great time up there, but and they were more nervous than you were because they're talking about things in front of 800 women. And a couple of those guys have never really been on stage like that. And so it was really cool, but we've had so many positive Response to that because so many women have said, "I want to get a copy of that man panel because I want my husband to hear it, or I want." My Isn't that such a woman thing? Isn't that such a woman thing? When we go to church and hear a good sermon, do we not just want to highlight our husband's Bible and be like, "Listen, honey, the Lord spoke to me, and this is what you need to work on." Like I've really just been praying about it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're such little enablers. We're like, but you know, this woman did say to me, "She goes, I want to watch it with my husband and see what he says," and I was like, "That's really cool." You know, that's really really cool and did the single guy ever get a date out of it because he was trying brian i think <laughs> no he he hasn't yet brian was just at our house yesterday so it's like he was, he's still kind of laughing from that i don't think he knew what to do with all of us but he's such a cool guy they all were so cool and there was such a yeah. variety of um of backgrounds and and in just the ages and there was they just had a good time and i think what I like to say, you asked questions in such a way, and I think gave them permission to really kind of be authentic and vulnerable, which so many times 
people on a panel and everybody gives the bad answer. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, okay, that was inspirational fluff, you know? I think you asked the question in such a way, and you even responded in such a way where it was some good, you know, tips to learn, and just in relationships, differences between men and women. Oh, yeah, they, and, you know, I love the most important thing I always hear with men, and I hope that they really drove that home, was that they're not going to change. So whoever you're dating, you better really like them, and you better really like everything about them because that's the A game. You know what I mean? Like that is their A game when they're dating you. Mm-hmm. Well, and you have men so, that do say, well, I'll change my husband once we get married, and, and then yeah, you're – Yeah, mm-hmm. good luck with that one. Exactly. <laughs> Or the husband thinks, you know, they're going to change us, you know, so it works both ways. But it is just so cool to just get men and women talking. And just I think so many times what's good is um, so many women have been wounded by men in their lives, whether it was even their father, you know, as a child or whatever. And I think they have a skewed lens. And I know Patty and I, even in talking with women so many times, they're like, there are no good men out there. There are no good men that, you know. Well, that's a lie. And it is such a lie. And so I think it's really good. And, and for women to see that there are still some really good men out there that truly love the Lord and that truly respect women and, um, you know, just don't have the one thing on the brain. And so but I think I all, uh, and I, I do want to offer that there's hope, too, like for those women that were sitting out there going, I wish my husband would be here. I wish my husband could be like these guys. You know what? The Lord is the powerful Lord of all. He is the redeemer. He is the reconciliation. He is the changer of all persons. So I believe that if there were any women sitting, I wish I had a man like that, that they do have a man like that, that they can pray that into fruition. Mm-hmm. I love that, Carrie. That is, that is so true. And so many times we want to be in control of that and we want to be the ones that change them rather than just truly praying for them and letting the Holy Spirit do his job. And, I mean, I used to make fun of that book, The Power of a Praying Wife, until I really needed it, and then I was all for it. But you know what? There's my power. My power is not in my mouth. My power is not, I've learned it the hard way, my power is in my petition. My power is in that I have the power to trample on snakes and scorpions, and most of the time it is to get a little spiritual snakes and scorpions that are trying to ruin your marriage from a spiritual perspective, the enemies to steal, kill, and destroy, and basically, we have the power to go back it up, Satan. I am one flesh with the head of this household, and you're not welcome here. Absolutely. And that's, that's what's so hard is so many times we're blinded to the fact that Satan's best trick is through relationships. And oh, and lies. And that total lies. He, w- he loves to come in, like you said, and destroy especially when he can um, ruin marriages because, once again, you know, you go back to our culture and our society and that's where you see um, that part of the battle. Even though we know in the end we're going we're gonna to win the war, it seems like he's doing a great job at that particular battle unless we really well, And I think it's great about you guys. Is like, you know, when Patty spoke, she really took her mask off and was like, look, you know, this is some of the stuff I'm struggling with, and she was speaking to a group of women, and I'm sure people hear you guys on the radio and go, oh, you know, they have the funny marriage, and everything's cute, and, you know, their problems are not so, you know, not so big, but the thing is, is if we can really be honest with each other and go, there's nothing too big for the Lord. I mean, there's women listening right now where their husbands have been abusive, they've been a 
addicted. They've been dysfunctional. And basically, I just know that you guys are real enough that um, that we're praying for all those women that are listening right now and saying the Lord is the restorer of good things. And there's nothing too big. I want to get new T-shirts, and they're going to say impossible is just a prayer request because <laughs> that's the God we serve. And, you know, you're absolutely right, and I think that's what's so cool about having conferences like that where you get women together and you truly, you're laughing together, you're you're tapping into the emotions of laughter and tears because you're challenging yeah. them and, and they're like, you know, there's, that you can, you have a God inside of you who totally equips you and empowers you with every good thing, and he wants to be a part of every single relationship that you have, be it your marriage, your dating, your, your girlfriends, your family. And I think just getting back to those basics and go, and it is, it is hard and it is messy, um, and relationships are messy, but it's like the one constant in our life is, is the Lord. And going back to that and encouraging each other as girlfriends to go, to just find that anchor and, and to latch onto it together and, um, and knowing that you're not alone. And that's what, that's what we love when you get women together. It's like, so many times in our lives we're living isolated, you know, whether it's oh, yeah. or emotionally. And, you know, and, and so many times we call it you're in baby jail because you have all these little kids at home and, and you're really confined. And so you don't get to get out. And so it is so good to get out and go, wow, there's, there's more to life and there's other women who feel exactly what I feel and have been there. And, and you see women who maybe have come from a, a dark place and now they're totally, there's light in their life. And we just need and to they know might have come from a dark place that morning. You don't even know how, how much it affected them to even show up. I talked to women. You know, what I really liked about your conference is there was women from all walks of life that I met, all stages of life. Some were, you know, I even talked to women that were like, hey, I'm still, I'm still in, you know, some battles right now. But that, that was a place of fun and respite for them with no judgment, no condemnation of just, like, love. It was kind of. I didn't feel, to be totally honest with you, with your particular conference, that there was an air. Like, the leaders were just as much a part of the fellowship. There wasn't a, a green room where it was like, oh, you know, we're just going to hide out here. And I think that that really set the tone that, like, the pastor's wife and the, and the leaders and you guys, that everybody knows who your faces are, were out there just kind of kind of being. You know, you're not like, oh, we have a special outfit and you'll know who we are. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that's so what that was good. It's, it's cool to hear that because we have an amazing team of women, and everybody—it's everybody doing their part. And it, it's like we totally do need to complete each other, not compete. And it just goes back to creating those safe places where women can go. This is who I am. I don't have to clean up to come to church, to this conference, or to be with these women. I can just be who I am and know that I'm accepted. And together, we'll grow. And that's what it's all about. And we just have a few seconds till we take another break. And um, we just come back. But I, I love this whole thing with women and getting women together, letting them laugh, letting them share their heartbeats, letting them share their challenges and struggles. And like you said, with no condemnation or no judgment. And that's the environments we need to really start creating more because women are, are just craving that. And um, so it is cool. And it is cool just to be um, on a team where women – do give each other permission just just to relax and be. And our team, we do have so much fun together, and we are just girlfriends, and we just, we're vulnerable with each other. And it's like you have to be because if you can be that way, then you give other women permission just to be that way and to be vulnerable. So when we come back, we're still having some girlfriend time with Carrie Pomarelli, and I'm not, I know there's more laughter to come. So stay with us. We'll be right back. 
This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend it Radio right after these. Thursday nights, get ready for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millett, at 11, 10 Central on Tugginet.com. What are the Read My Lips Tips for Success? Well, it's spelled out like this. R. Realize it is possible. E. Embrace all relationships. A. Advance through adversity. D. Develop your significance. M. Manage your health and wealth. Y. Yield to your natural abilities. L. Listen to your heart. I. Invest in yourself. P. Persist by taking small steps. And S. Serve others. Each week on the show, you'll find a safe haven whereby tips, insights, and strategies are shared by Linnea and her guests. Go to Linnea's website, readmylipstips.com. Then join us Thursday nights at 11, 10 p.m. Central for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millette on toginet.com. Connect with Juliana and connect with what lies beneath. Friday afternoons at 4 or 3 Central on toginet.com. Juliana is a marriage, family, and child therapist who wants people to connect. Connect with what lies beneath, those truths and answers. And through her counseling practice, she has helped others find their personal power and fulfill their dreams. And she wants to do the same for you. Here on Connect with Juliana. Through intimate discussions, intriguing subject matters, and the expertise of her guests. For more on the show and Juliana, check out her webpage. Connect with Juliana in media.com. Juliana will cover it all. Nothing is off limits. She wants to know what matters to you. Make the connection. Tune into Toginet to connect with Juliana to find out the facts that could be hidden beneath the surface. Connect with Juliana on Toginet to make a quality connection in your life. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we've been talking today about how to intentionally lead and laugh your life for greater impact. And we've had comedian Carrie Pomarelli, who is like such a dear friend, and just she's rocking the world out there, truly one laugh at a time and one girlfriend at a time and one, one fan base at a time. And, Carrie, we have just so appreciate you being on the show, but we want to hear more. I know you've got so many projects coming up, and you're speaking, and you're even writing a book. And you got projects, and you're collaborating with people. Can you just let us all know how um, to follow you and how yeah. to get out more about your heart? Well, first of all, during the commercial break, I was having this really bonding moment with my 10-month-old, and she's just sitting in my lap. And I look into her eyes, and she smiles at me, and it was so beautiful. And then she spit up all over me, and it was so <laughs> lovely for her to throw up on my face while we were at commercial break, and I still bonded with her. That was so and awesome. a new and special green. Yeah, it was wonderful. And now she's eating paper, but I'm on the radio, so I can't stop her. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, whatever, eat it. Okay, so um, obviously I'm doing a, lot of, doing a lot of mothering, blogging. Um, but the best way to keep in, um, I, I have two books. And my, my latest uh, exciting announcement is that I just partnered with Bill Reeves, 
who is um, the representation of the Kendrick Brothers and distribution, at, uh, which is doing the movie Courageous and Facing the Giants and Fireproof. And he really he loves my book, um, uh, Dies Like Girls Named Jenny, and it's about all my ex-boyfriends. And we're really pushing hard to make this the very first like Christian main character romantic comedy because it's beautiful that every woman should write a book about their ex-boyfriends and use their real names, and it should make it to the big screen the way that I saw it. And the way that I viewed what really happened. And um, so the best thing about that book is that I use their real names. So you, it's like a read-along adventure. You can go on Facebook after each chapter and look them up. So that's um, my <laughs> blessing. <laughs> but uh, I'm touring all around the country. My husband is a comedian. And, uh, you know, there's just a lot going on. I mean, you know, there's a lot going on in and out of Hollywood. It's a struggle out here. I just got asked to... Um, be a part of a Nickelodeon show, and I was very excited about that Nickelodeon for kids uh, to host, and then I got the script, and they were putting these, like, sexual innuendos in in the script, and I had to call the casting director and say, this is not right for me, and I actually, that was kind of painful, thinking that I can't even do Nickelodeon anymore. We really need to keep praying for our media because um, I don't want to quit. I don't want to quit representing us in Hollywood so I'm just praying for open doors, you know. And so if people want to follow me, I'm on Facebook and they need attention. So it's Carrie Pomeroli, P-O-M-A-R-O-L-L-I. Or easier is CarriePom.com, K-E-R-R-I-P-O-M. And there's just a lot going on in Hollywood. I have a documentary out that we did about faith in Hollywood called Hollywood on Fire. And the late, great Jane Russell is in that movie with us. And uh, just some really awesome stories. God is not done with Hollywood. He is not done. So keep praying for us out here. And, you know, Carrie, to even say God is not done in Hollywood, so many times we, we think we have to run. We go, okay, Hollywood is like Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, we need to, like, jam yeah. out of there. And instead, yeah. that's where we need to be. We need to be in there. And, and I just need to be praying, yeah. Absolutely. And to really go um, – and, and try to make some of these movies, like you're saying. And that, I, I love that. Guys like girls, Jenny. That's a, like a great movie to go see. And I, I think it's hysterical. I hope your ex-boyfriends are excited that you're featuring them and highlighting them. Um, most of them are because they're, you know, most of them are. Um, I, you know, I didn't sugarcoat my journey. I really believe that there needs to be real stories about real journeys. You know, I didn't wake up and then get married at 16. And so there was some gray areas where I was trying to find my way. But I just believe that if I told the story the way it really happened in truth, um, that other women would be like, okay, look, I've screwed up too, but God still has something great for me. Um, and not to give away the ending, but the, the when I write to my single girls out there, is not how to get a guy, because that's not the end all be all. I think we know that. I think that's just um, that's just a lie that the enemy says. Oh, we need a guy to be complete, because really we just need a guy to pick up the check after dinner. That's the main thing, and to lift the luggage. But um, if we can, you know, just embrace, especially want to embrace my single girls that are listening out there and saying, "Look, I love you, and listen, we love you, even though I'm married. I'm not going to make you do childcare on New Year's Eve." Like I did for so many years in Valentine's Day. <laughs> I mean, Black Wednesday, as I like to call it. But, uh, you know, just the girlfriends on all stages of life, like, you know, married, single, divorced, like wherever you are in this journey, like there's a place for you. Well, can you give us a little snippet of a story from your book? 
When you say oh, kitty, um, what would that be? Yeah, I will get. Okay, so there, this is this is this is one of the stories. I broke up with one of my like two year boyfriends. My best friend got engaged that day, and my and then my other boyfriend broke up with me. It was a really wonderful day, and I I was gonna take a dating hiatus which for me lasted 24 hours. I was like, Lord, I'm going to just take a break and like pray. And then I was part of a Christian theater company. And there's this one guy that I decided he was going to be my next husband. I just knew it, you know, my next boyfriend. And so I got all like, you know, dressed up and I went to see him at the theater and we're talking and he's like, all he said to me was, how are you? And what I heard was, I love you. Like, that's in my inner monologue. So I started, like, going off on this, like, inner, like, I'm fine. I just broke up with somebody. I'm totally free. I'm totally bill. And, like, I just started rambling and rambling. And he just kept staring at me, staring at me, like, with this intense, I love you. I'm going to ask you out any moment. Stare. And instead of asking me out, he kind of walked away. And I was like, oh, he's going to get a pen. And he never came back. And I'm like, what is going on? Because I know that I just rocked that. Like, I know it. And my friend Jason comes up to me, and this is a true story, and he goes, Carrie, you have this huge green thing hanging from your nose right now. I don't know if anyone's told you. <laughs> and so the intense stare that I was getting from bachelor number one was probably like a bit of I'm mortified, but I, I need to get out. And I wouldn't give him an out. So the first moment that he got to leave was like, great to see you. And, um, you know, <laughs> funny enough, we did not get married. He is a worship leader with a wife who is normal. <laughs> uh, and I married a comedian with no car, but, um, so just stuff, you know, I went on the internet, I was on every website, I got rejected by eHarmony 87 times. I think, uh, cause the original title of the book is, if I'm waiting on God, what am I doing in the Christian chat room? But I'm looking, um, and then I wrote another one, which I'm hoping will come out soon, and it's called It's My Marriage and I'll Cry If I Want To. <laughs> and then, so I wrote a pregnancy book, and I hope the publishers will let me use this title, because tell me if this is not the perfect title. The title of the book is I Want My Breasts Back and Other Things My Daughter Owes Me. <laughs> okay, that is good. <laughs> so I'm I'm just I'm just continuing to write, even though you know it's few and far between with the kids, and continuing to tour. And I I love uh, you know I love thank you guys for letting me do what I love most, which was minister. I love to make people laugh, but you gave me both opportunities to share my heart and make people laugh because I think it's a powerful combination. I don't think they should be separated. Oh, totally. And they totally go together because it does, laughter does break down the walls and then very significant conversations. And I think people need to see that God does love laughter. That is an emotion he created. And um, and then the, the vulnerability comes when you go, okay, somebody can laugh with me. I, I trust them a little bit more with my soul. I want to back up for a moment because I think you said something kind of powerful that you were talking about you got offered the script for Nickelodeon, and as you were reading it, you know, um, right. had some sexual goes, I think what's really powerful about that is so many times, you know, it's like that could have been an incredible opportunity that could really have, you know, been um, very beneficial financially and for your career, and yet you turned it down because it didn't meet your values, and it, did, it wasn't honoring to God. And I love that you had the courage to go, you know what, that's probably not the best thing. That probably wouldn't honor God and my ministry and who I really am goes against my, my own core values. And so I love that you stood up for that because I do think God honors that and will bless that. Well, can I tell you a quick story that has to do with you guys? I think I might have told you this story. Uh, it was seven years ago, and I got asked to do a huge DVD. It's in all the stores now, and it was a Christian project. And I was getting on the plane. I was brand new in comedy coming to see you guys. 
and I, I had to turn it down. It was like the Lord, there was some behind-the-scenes stuff that just wasn't right for me, but on the outside, it looked really good. And I'm like, Lord, I'm single. I got bills. I can't believe, I mean, huge paycheck, biggest paycheck times four I'd ever been offered. And I turned it down on the way to do your show. And that night I had had my CDs and my T-shirts and they were kind of new and I did this awesome show and I partied with you guys. And that night, every single T-shirt on my table was sold, every single CD, every single thing I brought. And it was kind of new for me to bring stuff to shows. And I came home and I had my little $1 bills, you know, and God said to me, Carrie, do you think that I would not provide for you? Like, do you think that I am not in it? You just go where I tell you to go and do what I tell you to do. And I have never forgotten that night. I remember that night specifically as the start of a journey of me just going, Lord, I completely trust you, and you will always provide for me. You know, and it may sound silly that it's CDs and T-shirts, but every time somebody buys one of those, you know, that's provision for my family, and the Lord uses that to bless me, you know, and it was your church that really I remember that night is the first time it ever happened. That is really cool. And that is such a great reminder that God really is in control and we don't have to take the reins away from him. And what seems like an obvious thing that this is really going to be what I need. And God's like, no, you don't need that. Just hang with me. I got it covered and I have a much better plan than you can even imagine. So I love that. I love when God, and then even as you sell a shirt, and probably still to this day when you sell something, it's like even getting a smile from God going, see, I show up. I, I, it's, it's diapers. Listen, who are we kidding? I'm like, I joke. I'm like, all the proceeds go to my charity to feed the children. I'm like, that's my children. We're feeding, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, God will provide for all the women that are out there listening right now. I just, I just want to say to you that, you know, if you're sitting there listening to this show and going, oh, that's great for her. He means you. He means you, whether that's your healing or your provision or your husband that you've been praying in or whatever it is that is on your mind today when you're driving. I just want to speak to those women right now and say the Lord has got you, okay? He has got you. And you know what? We're about out of time, and that is such a great reminder, and that's such a great way to end this show, that God really does have us in the palm of his hands, and he really does wrap his arms around us. And sometimes as women, we just need – to still know that we are daddy's little girl and that we do and have we, a God that and loves I, dearly. And thank you just today just for reminding us and in significant and silly ways how much each one of us as women are loved and cared for and that there are other women who do understand us and understand our dysfunction. We just need to go find other dysfunctional women. You need to, and you, and every time you bite into a Nestle's Crunch candy bar or buy a new pair of shoes, you look up to heaven and you say, thank you, Jesus. Because you know what I needed today. And that, that is a great reminder. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. 